Hello, Ray. How are you? Hello, Pro ZD. Or can I use your real oh, name? Oh, can I use your? Real no, name? you are allowed. I'll I'll permit it. Hello. Uh, s- in, fa- in fact, please never call me Pro ZD <laughs> ever again. <laughs> but the name of the podcast is Pro ZD and Pals. Uh, and I thought, <sighs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Pro What's up? ZD. What's up? Pro ZD is a word. Mm. Hold on a second. You're you are you are correct. I'm gonna stop you short there. This has been a theory. It's actually not that. Although, okay. Honestly, if it were that, it'd be so much better than what it actually is, which I will not tell you. Because literally, literally nobody knows except me. And nobody not knows even except Anne you. Marie. I know you said that. Yeah, Anne-Marie doesn't even know. Uh, there's patterns of stress in a language is not what it is. Hello, Sung Wan. Uh, Hello. It's good that we're out of character. We don't have to. Yeah. Play don't have up. to uh, continue the uh, charade. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I, I did make a tweet with uh, topics. Are there any you would like to address um, or talk about? The uh, I would uh, like to focus on my campaign, and any of these allegations are untrue, <laughs> um, and uh, I do not want to talk about them. Uh, no, I'm, I'm open to anything. I, you know what's weird is uh, so we're we're filming this because we're in the same room. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're sitting. Uh, we're breathing directly into each other's <laughs> mouths. Um, yeah. This is mid mid COVID, and uh, and uh, recording this in uh, in a little booth. And um, I've gone a year without doing conventions, basically. Mm, and I mm-hmm. did do one in the middle of the year, like a little. Um, Zoom convention, and people were asking mm. questions. And man, it's a skill that you need to keep in practice. Uh, coming up with interesting <laughs> answers because I'd forgotten. Mm. Like people were like, "What if this character and this character had a baby? What would it be called?" And when you're doing lots of cons and all the questions, you're good at you. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sire Denathrius and Alphonse. Uh, it would have a baby and it would have uh, it would have uh, a good sword. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm out of practice. So you might ask me a question and I might hem and I might haw. So get ready. Listen, that's that's all we want, baby. Is we want the natural, all natural. <laughs> uh, we don't. We're not going to edit this unless you want us to. I doubt you'd want us to for any reason no. unless we talked about something very controversial which i'm sure we will not we will not um i don't know as if looking through it like uh, it, uh, basically balls in your court we've been friends for a while yes so it, when it, in that case in this sort of case i actually like to take let you take the lead and actually um we are not obligated to answer any of them and if there's just any topic you want to bring up or any questions you have for me like, feel free. It is absolutely a uh, two-way street here. I love it. Um, love it. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. So so what do you got? Um, what does Pro-ZD stand All right. for? Uh, and the podcast. <laughs> and uh, thank you for being here. Uh, uh, I will say this. Um, I think um, uh, I, I, will, I will say something that I've never said to you. But I didn't. Yeah, what's up? I never watched your stuff. Until we were friends, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I should watch his stuff," and it was really good. But uh, <laughs> I had known about you. I had known like sure. sometimes you'd be on YouTube related, and I would say, "Oh yeah, that guy again." Um, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. And then we met at mm. some con somewhere, 
And we met at a con. Oh, Max was there too. I forget. Crunchyroll Expo in somewhere Maybe. California. That's what it was. And then somehow I found out that you were into board games. Um, mm. I don't know how that happened. Maybe Max told me. Or maybe no, it no, was I know how Borderlands? It ha- no, I know how. I remember exactly how it happened. It was because um, I made a tweet that was just like, hey, mutuals, uh, any of you want like board games I'm giving away? And then you DM'd me uh... and you were like, you got any good two player games? I remember this because, listen, friends are one thing, but board game board friends? Board game friends. Serious. That's like. That's like a next tier. Yes. That's like, oh, we've we've played a board game together. Ah, I see. <laughs> we, we are blood, blood we are brothers, brothers now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. We we are part. We are woven from the same uh, cloth. So I remember exactly what it was because I was like, you know, I knew you as well. Like I was like, oh yeah, Ray. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, I can tell he's like kind of nerdy. I mean, God, I didn't. I little that you didn't I know, know the depths. But... I usually don't show that side. Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I, I still could get a sense from like even some of the jokes you would make on Twitter. I was like, this guy is more than your average normie. Sure. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, like this guy knows a little too a much little too for much. it to play Does off. Does he as, actually like... watch the anime he's in? That's a slippery yeah, 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 slope. Yeah, yeah. I like, okay, I was like, I was like, this guy at least knows his video games. Yes. When you, um. Because uh, at this point, I mean, uh, this is a compliment. The depths of your fucking nerdery. Well, okay. Are just oh, well, actually, all right. Me. Let's just let's just put it on the table. This was when we really. This was around three in the morning, one uh, cold fall night. This. Okay, wait. Uh, let's finish the story, and then we'll talk about when we talked about. We had our long conversation about early windows. And DOS games. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, so yeah, I guess just a, just a, just a recap into our. So I DM'd you and I said, let's uh, give me some games, some two player games for me and my. my yeah, wife. yeah, you were like, hey, me, me and my, I think then fiance now wife, uh, like we we we're always looking for two player games. I was like, huh, this guy likes board games. Good to know. Uh, social rank up or whatever you know, in persona, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, like. So that's like always the first step is like, okay, you like board games. Now, the next step is, are you actually a cool person to play board games Dude, with? Dude, because there are some people who you sit down and they're a little too into the competition and it gets uncomfortable. And that exactly. is Exactly. Either they get too, at too angry or, I'm going to be frank, some people are just annoying. <laughs> like, you know, you can never, you never know. And I, I'm, I'm going to say it's almost... Never happened. I'm almost. I actually can't think of anyone where I'm like that person was annoying to play with. Because usually, if I'm going to let's say <clears throat> invite somebody over, I usually have a good sense of this person seems chill. Yeah. And if they're not, it's usually a big surprise to me. Uh, so, like, well, also you're taking a chance. I mean, it's the same rubric. You're inviting someone over. So it's the same rubric sure. that you don't want a knife wielding maniac in your house. You wouldn't also exactly. invite them. Or take a chance on board games. So yeah, but yes, right, right. some people can be ultra competitive, uh, and it's it it ruins the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference also between like you know playfully like you know you know ripping talking like, you know, yeah. trash talking, but if somebody <laughs> actually gets mad. Uh, 
Ooh, yeah. that's, uh, that's a real bad feeling all around. It's not so, great. Uh, I think I've said this to you before. I'm, I'm pretty particular about, like, who I choose to, like, spend my free time with social socially. Cool. Uh, and I, I, like, you know, we've had enough... Uh, not prawn nights. And so board all right. Game nights. So you, you you brought up the elephant in the room. Here's yeah. what happened yeah, 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 this yeah. year. We played board games for a while, me and Sung Wan, and then mm-hmm. uh, not prawn came up because uh, of the COVID. And we were all at home, and what can we do? And uh, we not prawn is an old riddle from early two thousands uh, that I mm-hmm. played in high school with my buddy Ross, and uh, mm-hmm. I got what I thought was far. Maybe it was far for the time, uh, but it ended up not being mm-hmm. very far at all. Um, yeah. And so I we started a little uh, elite group of not prawn solvers. This is a riddle where essentially you're just going, you're trying to find the next URL in a long breadcrumb of URLs to get to the very, very last one. And on each page, there's some sort of clue somewhere in a file somewhere hidden in the source code, in the picture when you put it in Photoshop and rotate it 20 degrees to the left. Um, There's like all sorts of little weird clues that you can find um, to get to the next level. And there's 140 something. And we got to the third to last one. I think we've lost all hope at this point, but we got very close I wouldn't say we've lost all hope. I would say we finally hit because you know up to this point we would always get there's a forum there's a forum right where like people are like oh man I got stuck on this puzzle for like a year and we'd always laugh like who gets gets stuck stuck on one of these for a year like this took us like a week maybe and I think we finally hit one of those so it's gonna be a thing where listen we're gonna one we're gonna maybe maybe right now maybe after this podcast we're like fuck it let's get back into it but it's gonna be a thing where. We go, the spark will be lit. We'll like sit down again with the group and go, hey, let's just break it down and work at it. And maybe we'll have a breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of the spirit of Not Prawn is it's always there. It's always there. It's always there. And people are still solving it to this day. There's no rush. Yeah, that's uh, true. Just, we can always, it's always there for us. It's like, for me, COVID. Uh, has brought me back to a lot of things. I thought I quit, like Civ Five or Cookie Clicker or <gasps> Cookie Clicker. You know, like, I've talked yeah, about Cookie, Cookie Clicker, Clicker on another podcast in depth, so uh, okay, okay. My true so, fans will know about the the depravity uh, <laughs> of Cookie Clicker I've gone into. And again, this is like so. I'm like, this guy is a real fucking nerd. He was doing <laughs> not prawn and Cookie Clicker, and I love these things so. There's a definite like bond, but in one of our nights after doing Nopron, we were talking about early Windows games. This and was that like was at two like, in the morning, and we all realized yes. we're all varying ages, us in this little yes. group. Um, mm-hmm. But we all had, we were all reminiscing about those weird, because man, back in the 90s, it was a different time, and you would like. Mm-hmm. You discover something, and then you it would just be inside you, and you could tell yep. your friends at school, but you couldn't go online and like find out more about it. It would just be this mysterious day that you spent <laughs> playing this mysterious game, and you haven't thought about it in 20 years until you're confronted with other friends who all have these same memories, and you realize, whoa, 
you played that? You yeah. played this? I remember, whoa! And then you go online and you find out all the things, you see what it looks like, and, and trying to find out names of things by only describing the game was really hard. But man, mm, that was a mm. big memory lane uh, night for me, just going back and being like, wow, I forgot that I spent a lot of my elementary school days playing with Hyper Studio on the Mac. Mm. That was, I made little animations in Hyper Studio. What the fuck is, is that Hyper the one Studio? where you make like like a website, quote unquote? You essentially a make one? a website, but you can mm. trick it into making, like I would make a little animation or like you would play a bunch of cards in a row. It's like linking all these cards together. Um, it's yeah, kind of like yeah, a yeah. power, like a, a PowerPoint that goes in many different directions. Um, but mm. I, so I made a choose your own adventure video game on my Hyper Studio uh, mm. back in the day. And man, if I could only find that again and be so disappointed in myself when it turns out to be not as cool as I remember it. But man, did I spend a lot of time doing that. And uh, we found mm. we found all of the CD man we had all played at one point. Um, yeah. It's just, we just, I guess, I, th- I think I've, saw, I've talked about this in a couple of interviews where like I was a nerd growing up, but the wrong kind of nerd for this environment that we're in today, where a lot of people talk about shared experiences, like say playing Mm. Resident Evil or Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy or uh, things that I didn't play when I was a kid. I played the wrong games, like Dare to Mm. Dream or Bait and Kaido's Eternal Wings of the Lost Ocean. Um, Mm. Just things that don't have as much staying power or stickiness. Um, So a lot of my last... 10 years or so has been playing those games and getting to be a part of the community and being like, oh yeah, Resident Evil 4, what an amazing game. Wow, they really changed uh, how you use a gun in a game. That's incredible, very important, but I didn't grow up with a lot of this stuff. I grew up with weird Ken's Labyrinth, Blake Stone, Aliens of Gold, all the wrong things that nobody cares about. But they're Here's in the thing, though, when you when you find people though who know those things, it's amazing. It's, a, it's absolutely it's an amazing incredible. experience. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so that was that night. We all realized that we had a lot in common. That we just couldn't share. We get you don't you don't tweet about <laughs> you don't tweet about uh, bricks b r i x because nobody cares. But it's out there. Mm-hmm. Raptor, call of the shadow. Oh man, we just kept we just kept going. Uh, so DOS games yeah, my I, jam. I will say uh, as for the. Genuinely, okay, not genuinely, but for me, the only pure good thing about having any social media social media following is that it operates as my own private re- Yahoo Answers, where I feel like, <laughs> does anybody does anybody remember this one song? Like very recently, there was a song in my head. I had I just whistled it on Twitter because uh, I was like, I know this is from like an old VHS tape from my youth. I looked it up. It's not the one I thought it was. What is it? And within an hour, I mean, I got a bunch of terrible answers. Of all course, pe- yeah. a bunch, of, a bunch of people telling me I was wrong. Like <laughs> it's from Wallace and Gromit, and I'm like, I'm the one answer or asking the question, <laughs> bitch. Like, what are you talking about? I did not watch Wallace and Gromit growing up. And then one person, though, it's always one person was like, it's this, it's and this. the sheer adrenaline of getting that, making getting that to watch it one more time, cyberspace. But, but also and, making oh, and, the and getting to watch it too, yeah, yeah. But also the guests, like you and uh, I think one of the craziest ones was there was this one. Uh, it was from a version of the Nutcracker, uh, where uh, it was a very scary part for me as a kid, 
where it was like mice going like mice mice everywhere like snip and snap and eat it's just this very like creepy like passage and it always stuck with me in my head because it was so creepy and i was like what is this from because i've never been able to figure out what is this from a cartoon i saw this in school once and you know what it was from it was from a orchestral it was from the minneapolis orchestra's uh play a version of they were playing music inspired by Maurice Sendak's uh, Nutcracker book. Uh, wow! And this was this was a VHS tape only in Minnesota because I grew I was born in Minnesota, <laughs> so this was almost impossible for anyone else to know. If you only if you lived in Minnesota as a kid, grew up during and, this time, and, and watched this one tape in music class, which I did. And one person, one per- I was like, "Holy shit! That this is, is why." Because I, you know, for years, it was, I'm not kidding you. For like every now and then, okay, what was the saying? I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna do like quotes around it. I'm sure somebody out there has seen this thing, but I didn't make this up, did I? And then finally, I saw a TV tropes thread. I don't know if you're familiar with TV tropes. I do know TV tropes. Yeah, sure, of course you do. And like it, it was like. <laughs> uh, Someone mentioned, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is a lead. But the person on that thread also didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if one person... But at on least TV it exists, tropes, yes. Yeah, okay, it exists. If one person remembers this, I'm going to try on Twitter now. And it, my God, it happened. And it was crazy. I did not know it was a local Minnesota thing only. And I was like, the crazy person was like, how much does it cost to get a VCR and, <laughs> and watch it again and get this tape? Because it's not going to be on YouTube. So it's like, this is the literally the only way I'll be able to watch this. I didn't do it, but I'm not going to pretend I didn't think actually about think about it for a second <laughs> just to get see what this does. It's still, funny. Does it still frighten you? <laughs> no, just I just remember how much it frightened me as a kid. So, ah, you know, okay, okay. what's funny is like you, if you go back and watch something you watched as a kid. That scared you? It's never been scary to me. I'm always uh, like, why was it? I would, I would disagree. I think like little pink elephants still horrifying. Really? Uh, Night okay, on Bear okay. Mountain from Fantasia still horrifying. I don't know. I still, it still scares things... you to. Is it because though it scared you as a kid? It's a good. It's a good. It's a good question. No, I think the same things that scare me as a kid still scare me as an adult. Mm. I think I don't. I just haven't really grown out of those things. Interesting, um, interesting. I've gotten better with heights, I guess. That was my big fear as a kid. I'm a little better now, but still, mm. you get cold hands. But, uh, yeah, I think it's still, it's just still always there in the back of my mind that I've pr- I'm primed to find uh, things surreal animation like or, that. Mm. Yeah, surreal animation, scary. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think I, I, it's gone away. Uh, Pink Elephants is an interesting one because I never thought that was creepy as a kid. But I watch huh. it now. I'm like, how did I not? <laughs> like, how did I not this? find this scary? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, this is very <laughs> surreal and out of place. It, but it, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think of this is kind of a good, like, a interesting topic. What things as a kid scared the shit out of me? Because um, there were definitely sequences and stuff that were made to be scary. Like, uh, you know, the I'm sure you've seen the Brave Little Toaster, right? Oh my God, many, the clown firefighter. My favorite, uh, 
The clown. Ah, clowns never frighten me. That was never a thing for me. Are you kidding? So, it's like a clown fire. fire. Have you? It, it just goes run. Like, are you kidding me? It that's is supposed not ag aggression. Is not frightening to me. Like, I've never been afraid of um, mm. uh, monsters, uh, demons, things that are trying to kill you. That's that's like okay to me. The things that scare me are the things that get in your head and can't go away. Um, like, uh, like super surreal stuff. I really don't like symmetry. I don't like things that are frozen and symmetrical. There was a New Yorker cartoon that was a, um, it's a guy on a couch, a psychiatrist and a guy on a couch and his face, the guy on the couch's face is a Rorschach inkblot face. And it's just staring at you, symmetrical and frozen. And that shit, gets to me like it's not aggressive or anything but it's just like wow. right Unsettling. there and i can't stop thinking about it and it's and it's very frightening and reminds me of death and it's just like that's very frightening to me that kind of stuff wow gets me. okay what's another segment yeah. from something as a kid that scared the shit out of you i'm trying to think of there was a uh there was a i remember lawnmower man maybe i should watch rewatch the trailer but i remember Lawnmower Man was a movie in the 90s that had trailers that were on TV. And if I think it's like it's about this guy who's like hooked up to something and he's like it's like virtual reality, but like scary. Mm, mm. Um, but the logo for Touchstone Pictures that would play before the trailer, that's what frightened me because Whoa, I knew okay. the scary thing was going to come. So the little like Touchstone ding at the bottom was like, oh, shit. Bad stuff's about to happen, <laughs> so I get afraid of that. Oh, shit, like a fucking uh, ring, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Pav Pavlovian response, es basically. Exactly, to the Touchstone wow. Pictures logo. Yeah. So do now you that, still uh, feel that, that now? does not scare me anymore. Oh, okay, okay, I was going to be like, that's, that'd be too bad if that still scared you to this yeah. day. Yeah, I'm sure I could think of other things, but I can't right now off the top of my head. What about you? No, no, those have been some good examples. Uh, hmm, oh, I, I, I gotta, There's got to be something, because I was a chicken as a kid. Um, <laughs> what scared me, like, actually scared me? Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, probably just because I blocked it all out. Uh, oh, yeah. here's, 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 here's one. This one's, like, pretty basic, but... Uh, you ever watch The Great Mouse Detective? No, we just watched The Rescuers. Uh, that's uh, different. Okay, okay. Okay, not The Great uh, Mouse Detective. You absolutely need to watch The Great Mouse Detective. It's my favorite Disney movie. It's... It's Vincent Price as the villain. It's amazing. It's that's just great. So much fun. But um, uh, there's a part where uh, it's a it's a jump scare one where basically uh, there there's this horrifying little bat creature in it uh, who's just uh, very scary and he has like two traumatizing scenes. In fact, I won't spoil them for you. Oh my god, just I'm looking. I, I yeah. just looked up an image. Yeah, he looks. Uh, he's looking at the camera, baring his yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's horrifying. Uh, He's just this scary peg-legged bat creature who is the the henchman of the main villain. Hey, he's got the little voice like this, you know. So he's he's just very unsettling. It's a uh, candy candido, uh, and it's just uh, he has like a very scary scene as a kid for me at the beginning where he uh, kidnaps a toy maker. Uh, and it's just, it's like you only see the shadows. It's just like him, like, assaulting this this guy. But you only hear it in, in the shadows because it's like the perspective of the daughter watching it happen. And it's so much worse that way. It's like because you Absolutely. see his... Absolutely. Yeah, it's so well done. 
uh, and it's it's the opening sh- opening scene of the movie, and it's oh such, my god, it it's like the perfect because like, like the movie is like oh the little girl goes to Basil of Baker Street the detective to, can you help me find my father? But the opening scene is so traumatizing, like because it's like this you know this wonderful Scottish toy maker and his daughter, and then this horrible bat comes and takes him away violently, <laughs> uh, and you're just not ready for it. It's so good. In fact, I, I, it's funny how much of a chicken I was as a kid, but I loved that movie. It's so dark. Uh, like Vincent Price is like the Moriarty. He's this big rat like with a with a top hat. He's so fun in it, and there's just so many like dark, scary scenes in it. Like I think you're gonna love it. Like it's it's that gonna great. you absolutely been, need to watch it. Uh, yeah, we've been slowly watching the old uh, Disney movies and loving the early two thousands Treasure Planet and stuff era. It's really mm, good. Mm, that mm. Not a lot of people talk about. Great Mouse was right at right before the Golden Age, like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. But it was like the last yeah. good one. I think it was. Was it before Black Cauldron? Black Cauldron was the one that almost killed them because it was yeah. like a big that stinker. Was like mid 80s. Yeah. So I think Great Mouse Detective either was the last good one or it was the one that like saved them. I forget the exact order of events. Gotcha. But, uh, it's it's it, it's really really good. Um, Have you ever worked for Disney on anything? Yeah, I've done. Uh, I think one or two cart- of their cartoon shows. But I haven't done anything beyond that. How about you? I do. Um, I do audiobooks for them. Like uh, oh, cool. Uh, a bunch of uh, audiobooks. Um, I got through it through um, through doing video games mm-hmm. with uh, with a guy named Cal L, who's a great director who also worked at Disney, and then he brought me in for audiobooks. And so yeah, I do like Mickey and the Roadster Racers oh. audiobooks and the Mandalorian audiobooks and like random stuff, but never a cartoons thing with them. But I'm thinking for you, as such a Disney fan, what a cool thing to uh, to actually work with them. Yeah, no, no, it was very cool. Uh, uh, you've done Kingdom Hearts, though. That's like... Oh, yes, Kingdom Hearts. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget that that is... Uh, it's, uh, absolutely. <laughs> right. My you character are... is just so not Disney. He's so square. Right, um, right. That, uh, that I don't think of him as, uh, as Disney. But you're right. Uh, maybe that's a good segue because there were certainly a lot of questions about. Uh, sure. The is there is there a Kingdom Hearts question you want to tackle from the thread? Oh, I don't. I don't have them in front of me. Uh, well, thank I'm you for actually, bringing it up and not being prepared at all. Uh, I'm not prepared. I'm not memorized. I'm very sorry. Um, then I will say: Is there anything about Kingdom Hearts you want to talk about? Kingdom Hearts. I'm so happy uh, that I got to be a, a part of it because uh, that was another thing I never was into as a kid. I, I didn't have a. The main thing was I didn't have a PlayStation, and I feel mm. like oh, for wow. a lot of our generation, having that PlayStation experience, that's where all the great games came out. Yeah, and yeah. I was playing uh, Beautiful Joe on the GameCube or mm. 13. That was another one I loved mm-hmm. on the GameCube. Um, uh, but Kingdom Hearts never got into. And so when the audition came, it was very clearly a uh, Organization 13 member. Um, but I didn't know, I, I didn't recognize it. And he was like sarcastic and uh, kind of funny, even though he looked really menacing. Um, and I auditioned in my normal voice, which I never, ever do. I have no characters who I use this voice for mm-hmm. um, because it's not a very 
my normal voice is kind of hard to pin down like what because you got to kind of find your archetypes in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. anime and video games uh, especially um and this guy doesn't fit anything there's no he's not heroic he's not villainous he's kind of funny sounding but not that funny um he is the funny guy yeah. uh, this is uh this is just a guy who's kind of lazy and has a new jersey accent but i just did my normal voice and uh and it got through and um wow. what a cool what a cool character did you ever watch uh 2.8 or no are you a I kingdom hearts not. guy uh, uh <laughs> am I a Kingdom Hearts guy? Uh I played up to two. Played up to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh well, uh once Master Masters gets in, it starts getting good. Um oh, okay, got it. Uh, Great. <laughs> he's uh he's just he looks like an organization thirteen, but he's really like super sarcastic and weird and he talk he uh sometimes super loud and super quiet and menacing and turns on a dime mm. and very different than most of the Kingdom Hearts deliveries are very very, very gentle and <laughs> slow kind of mm. things. Uh, whereas he's just kind of, he's just taught, he's just my voice. And that's oh, very Oh, that's great. Well. So okay. That's, I really so you, like You get playing... to pl- play more than what, I mean, uh, the typical Kingdom Hearts performance, I'll say. That's exactly. Cool. The whole movie is just him with all of these very serious guys who are the foretellers. Or mm. even in, the, in Kingdom Hearts 3, he's with young Xehanort. And everyone's just so serious. Um, and then he's just saying, oh, you think that's gross, do you? Mm. And he, like, changes his voice, and he's like, whatever. It's fun. And then sometimes he's like, I'm also going to kill you. Mm. Oh, I'm just kidding about that. So, like, oh. very um, very fun and, and kind of uh, a breath of fresh air from for, for that series, I feel. Uh, that's And apparently cool. he's going to be a, a bigger deal in the next one. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything. But um, it was funny. Kingdom Hearts' melody of memories mm-hmm. was also is also abbreviation M O M, Master of Masters, and mm. uh, he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I missed out on. If I missed out on that, maybe he's not in Kingdom Hearts Four. I don't know. I think he's supposed to be important, from what I understand. He's the Master of Masters. I mean, with a name like Master of Masters, how can you not exactly. be right? Exactly. Yeah, like I have a friend, uh, David. I don't know if you've met him, but uh, he's uh, he not da- not Opron David. No, no, that's Dave. Uh, oh, Dave, okay. David. Uh, yeah, I don't think you've or maybe maybe very briefly, but basically, um, he plays those games. He's played all of them, and it's like as he loves ridiculous lore. So like he loves Metal yes. Gear Solid for the same deep, reason, right? Dig deep. So yeah. he plays all the Metal Gear Solid games because he loves knowing all the lore. And Kingdom Hearts, you know, you know, he's like, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But you know how people say if you play all of them, and it it does make sense if you actually do play all of them. And I'm all like, you them, you yeah. are the first person I've heard say this where I actually take this seriously now. That 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 actually because anytime anyone else has said that, I'm like. No one fucking doesn't. I'm sh- there's no. No, way. yeah, I'm friends with Alexa Ray Korea, who uh, uh, used to write for Gamespot. She wrote a book on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, she no, knows it... all of the lore, and she says, yeah, it does. It does make sense if you if you really engage with it. There is a actual lore, so uh, that congratulations to you for being master of masters in, in that. Yes, it and sounds... I know almost nothing about <laughs> this character. I, you know, I probably. Might might be 
for the 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 best. Might be for the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I don't want to get lost. Otherwise, in you get it. too wrapped up into it. Now, you you kind of brought up an interesting thing of using or not using your regular voice for. Yes, uh, and I I do yeah for and I don't know about you, but for me, I never do it because it's I get super self conscious. Like yeah, like for me, like if it's just me. And especially the way I talk, like I I don't talk in a way that any like character is, or at least in my mind, is going to talk right. Any yeah, any or an animated character, an animated character, a video game character, they're always going to talk with one more uh, <laughs> uh, better enunciation <laughs> than I do. Exactly. Yeah, it's always yes. that, right? It's I, if I'm talking in my natural how I talk, uh, which is so funny to me if people like say to like to any actor like oh that's just their voice it's like no not really <laughs> unless they just yeah, talk like a cartoon hype. character all the time like yeah. any actor is gonna have just the one the version of them or the voice where their natural voice where it's just you know shooting the shit um is there have you ever done something in your normal voice i don't think so because even i've done some stuff uh it's not out yet, but I've done stuff where it's like, hey, it's very, like, quote-unquote, like, real, you know, like, low-key, you know, no, don't do a put-on-a-voice or whatever, like, you know, just natural, natural delivery. Yeah. And even then, it's still not, <laughs> it's still not it's my, still not it's still not me. It's still, like, a slight, I still tweak it a little bit, I think, just because, one, I think it helps me get in the space of, you know, I am this person, not me. Right, not me. Yeah, yeah. I think if there's any character where it's you know any character that's not supposed to be just straight up me, like yeah, yeah. And I've I've never done like my my own speaking voice as like yeah. someone who is not supposed to be me. Uh, I guess it's also because we live kind of boring everyday lives, and the people we play get to kill other people and and do do like quest for glory and stuff like that right, right. Uh, so they're so they get to speak cool in a cool fashion they always get to be like a way cooler version of you even if it is something exactly. that's you know similar to your 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 speaking voice it's still yeah. gonna be like the more charismatic or uh cooler version of you exactly um, now here's a question for you um great what is the What's a voice you've done that you would consider like the most far from your natural voice that you can think of? Um, it would be Master of Masters from Kingdom Hearts. Okay, I feel like got uh, it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you at all. Mm. Uh, I liked uh, one cool one was uh, Wes uh, Gleason. Uh, I I'm always thankful cast me uh, in uh, one of the few cartoons that I've done, which mm. is Justice League Dark, and I got to play. Uh, Etrigan the demon and Jason Blood, who share a body. Oh, that's and a great character. As, as both of them, uh, even though they have totally different voices. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember uh, Jason Blood is here, gone, gone, the form of man. Mm. Arise, the demon Etrigan. That's They're great. Totally different. He had no reason to book the same guy, but he trusted in me. He didn't know me at all, um, and uh, brought me in. And I remember. When I walked in, I'm this guy, and they were like, Wes, why did you cast this? 
27-year-old idiot, uh, this is the wrong guy. And Wes just winked at them and said, now watch and learn. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. And uh, I got to show off. And that was that was cool to, to play mm. those two two parts in one thing. And then now uh, Justice League Dark 2 is out. I got to be Etri again again. Oh, cool, um, cool. Really, really fun. So those were... Those I feel like were were pretty far off of both of them were pretty far off uh, my natural speaking voice. I, mm. I really like. Here's one thing I want to talk about. Sure. Uh, shout out to one of my favorite animes that I've ever worked on, Gundam Build Divers Re Rise Two. I like it. I know nobody cares. It's free on YouTube. Go watch it. But mm-hmm. I play Kazumi, who's one of my favorite characters I've ever played mm. uh, in my life. He's super high pitched and super excitable, and like uh, he's always always screwing up. And uh, he's so fun, and I love his character design. Uh, I printed out a picture of him, got it all on framed. I just love Kazumi from mm. Gundam Build Divers Rise Two. Uh, it's uh, he's my favorite. Uh, nobody knows him, but. I, it was so cool to play a part that was so different than what I normally play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm really grateful for that. And we just finished recording last week. It's all over. Nice, nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's also kind of an interesting thing. Like, what are some um, projects you've worked on where you're like, this was so fun or this was so good, but nobody's watching it or playing it? Like. Oh, man. I mean, that's every day. Like, mm. I feel like there's the Pareto principle, right? Pareto principle, which is the 80-20. So, like, everything in the world is 80-20. It's like you mm. put in, you you are, you spend your time doing 80% of the work. You're known for 20% of it. Mm. Or, um, for sure. Uh, uh, things like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on my... Uh, Behind the voice actors page, I remember seeing, um, watching interviews with voice actors who'd been around uh, for a while, and yeah. they're like literally forgetting roles. And I was like, "How is that possible?" And now I know it is very possible. <laughs> um, I like behind the voice actors because it has pictures. Mm. Um, I was the main character in Anthem. Uh, oh, yeah. Worked really hard on that, mm. uh, and it, and then it became Anthem. Uh, I, so I uh, listen, I, that hurt me. It. Like, I was like, man, my man, Ray. You wanted to, to like it? No, no, no. I haven't played it. I was just like, oh. I, I wanted you oh, to get to the recognition <laughs> for out it. of it. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, because, you know, that's so, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And then I was like, oh, that, that sucks. Like, that is such a shame because, you know, you know, I, I you know, I, uh, for my voice actor friends, I'm like, I I want you to succeed. Like you're my friend. Yeah. Right? So it's like, man, that that was a yeah. bummer to hear. It sucks. I mean, yeah. uh, it was uh, it was really fun to work on. We had great sure. directors. Um, the the working on it was great. It was just sad that uh, the fans didn't seem to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just I scrolled through. I found one that I'm really proud of is um, and and people do know me from this, so it's not like crazy obscure but uh the walking dead um the final season i played a character mm. marlin who i f- i feel is one of my best performances that i've ever done mm-hmm. um really really uh enjoyed uh, working on that one i did it in in one 11 hour session wow uh, we went we went over time but we got it all i think i had a con or something the next day or something so we had to do it all at once it was in that we recorded in the studio i found out later 
where Final Fantasy X was recorded oh. in Studiopolis. Oh, cool, and I was cool. Like, wow, what an amazing uh, place to record. Um, uh, but that guy, he was. We recorded all in order, and he's very emotional, and I really enjoyed playing that mm. that kind of character. Mm. Um, um, so thanks. I got to do some shout outs to my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any more before I ask my next? Uh, oh God, I could I could keep going, but uh, the problem with the unpopular ones is that they're unpopular. So uh, okay, really okay. Uh, I was just gonna ask. Um, now I know you do audio books, and I'm sure those are very long sessions, right? Yes. How long? How long is one of those usually? So I got my start doing audiobooks. I did about 200 in this three-year period mm. before I did voice acting proper. Mm. It was how I got out of bartending, sure. essentially. And uh, it basically takes about double uh, what the finished work is. Mm. Um, so if it's a 10-hour book, it's like 20 hours of work. But um, how long is a, se- it's like a session usually? Like how long do you usually record for in a sitting? Uh, so I would do them by myself. Um, uh, using something called punch and roll, where you you make a mistake and then you go back and then you roll through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would do. It depended how, because there's a problem where you're doing it by yourself because you have you have to be self motivated. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, if it's a if it's not so good a book, it was really hard to show up to work <laughs> um, and sure. get through them. Sure. And uh, a lot of times you're. Like just wondering, uh, there was one uh, that I that I did uh, where the guy just forgot to put verbs in the sentence, so you would oh. he like punct his punctuation was all off, and so you'd just be reading, and then you go, oh, there was no ver- there was no verb in that one. Okay, let's go back, and so you'd have to go all the way back and try to figure out where how to make this sound like a sentence, even though it wasn't a sentence. Wow. Um. So that was uh, they they can be really hard. Uh. So I don't do too many of them. Gotcha. Um, and then, so what is like the, you know, because you said an 11-hour session. I have never gone that long. Uh, what is the longest session you've done? I, when I was in my prime doing the audiobooks, I would do sometimes a 14-hour wow. day. Just but, that was, but that was you, though, alone. alone. That was me alone mm. uh, just because it was like, well, because this was like this was a time when Amazon was just saying we want all of the audiobooks. Mm. We want to be able to say we have a hundred thousand audiobooks. So, as long as you were doing it, there was always more work to be done. So sure. I was just doing as many as possible. And sometimes it was like, all right, I have to get seven finished hours today to start my next book tomorrow. So let's do fourteen straight hours. Damn. Um, and I would do that. But as far as an actual, yeah, I guess eleven hours is the longest I've done. For a real legit session, mm, that was I probably see. it's got to be the longest. Yeah, and that what was about you. Do you do? Mm, I think for me, like six. I don't know, something like that. Like yeah, six has happened definitely for sure. Yeah, um, I've done quite a few of those, but yeah, yeah eleven is because they got to pay you a whole lot of money. To they got to pay you a whole lot. That's of money. That's why it doesn't happen. Yeah, very it's often. usually what like two to four. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's why when I was like 11, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that's a long, yeah. that's a long time." Sungwon, you and I are in the same ballpark as far as voices and roles that we get. That we like Max and I guess I'm comparing us to like Max and Robbie, who play a lot of high pitched lead. 
character guys. Mm-hmm. We usually come in and we're a villain, which means that our sessions are very short. Because mm-hmm. the villain usually doesn't talk a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on on the session. But yeah, no, yeah, like... Like obviously the Borderlands stuff, those were Borderlands, really you're, long. you're going like crazy, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and especially like if if I'm just thinking now about just how long sessions go, it's usually cartoons are usually like not very long at all. Uh, dubbing that can take, and I don't do a lot of dubbing, but when I do, those have been a little longer. Video yeah. games are the ones that usually take the longest just because there's so many lines, even if you are, like, not the main character. That's true, because there's all sorts of different ways that they could use you instead of just seeing you. Right. What's your... What's, uh, what are your... What are your... Huh? Let me see your... Let me see your BTVA. What do you... What, what do you do? BTVA is uh, not going to be the best. You're probably going to want to look at Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. Oh, sh- oh shit. You and Gretzko. Yeah. Uh, Gretzko was fun. Um, that was great. Yeah, no. Um, even though Wikipedia doesn't have everything, but I know BTVA does not have like. Actually, I, I haven't checked it in a very long time, so maybe they. Maybe it's funny what interests BTVA. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they're like, there's some things where they're just on it, on the money, and some where they just didn't. They don't care for years. Right. Um, right. It's interesting. My Boruto credit took took years to go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, if you like, I mean, if you literally want to see everything I've done, I still have my Tumblr that where I still update it because that's literally the only place where you can see everything I've done. Uh, and then it was crazy. Somebody uh, made a YouTube video that was just like every video game role Prozidi's ever done or whatever, right? And I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, I'm sure this is missing something. No, but they got them all. They got everything, even the stuff I kind of wished maybe they, they... <laughs> nobody knew about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was stuff Dude. I forgot about. I was like, oh, you're right. I did record a line for that. Holy shit! Like, I, I like, uh, I think I commented. I was like, well done. Like. This actually was actually is every amazing. video game role I have done, including you, all the indie stuff. You were Huang Sung Young in Soul Calibur Six, mm-hmm. which means we had a bunch of scenes together. Because yeah. I play Mitsurugi, and that's right. DLC, it's just you and me. I I did not know that was you. Very cool. Yeah, that yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you must tell me, you were nominated but did not win. Uh, in 2017, um. Shorty Awards for Vine of the Year. <laughs> Please tell me what was the Vine of the Year? Vine of the Year. I think it was the. Was it just that classic? I don't know how familiar you are with my video stuff, but there's. I've now seen. I've now seen quite a few. But not interesting. A lot. Okay, it's. I think it might have been the "You'll Never Save Prince Horus" one, something like that. Just like uh, a very you lost to one. the Laughing Fox. Yeah. Honestly, that year, I think the Vine, that should have gone to, there's this one When you're the main character. Yeah, yeah, that one. But I think the Vine, it should have gone to, uh, there's this one with this Korean lady where she's dancing with her cat. It's so well done. I was like, that should have won. Uh... I forget what one, but it definitely didn't. Oh, Hemtube's Household Chores. Oh, yeah. wow, this is actually good. That's a great Vine. <laughs> I was like, this absolutely should have won Vine or whatever the fuck it was. 
Um, but the Laughing Fox was it. Oh, I have I have seen this on many a Vine compilation. Mm. It's a good Vine because it's funny and you go, wow, that's what a fox sounds like when it laughs. It's a good little gif. But the, uh, the creativity the, uh, of it. Craftsmanship, yeah, craftsmanship. in it is... Has yeah. a lot to be desired. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's my biggest regret in life is I didn't win. Oh shit! The, the it, not only it was the final Shorty Award for Vine of the Year, because this was the last year of Vine. Wow! <laughs> it was my amazing. last chance to have any sort of make any sort of mark with my uh, with my Vine career. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. <sighs> you know, I just everything was downhill from there. So. Um, <laughs> It's 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 interesting uh, hearing that you didn't know or watch any of my stuff before then. Um, was it just because we had met? You're like, okay, let's see what this guy's about. Was it that sort of thing? No, it wasn't even because uh, I didn't seek you out. You would just come up because I guess I watched a lot of video game sure sure things, and I was like, you must like this guy. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, the thumbnail was always your face and not a game, and so I was like, "Why do I? I don't want to watch this. I want to see some cool Slay the Spire content or something." Sure, uh, sure. But uh, but then one day I was like, "Okay, fine, YouTube," uh, and then it was good. Uh, it's fun because you can watch a whole lot of your stuff real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah unless yeah. it's a video of you eating stuff, which sure. in case there's a lot, there's a lot of content to go through. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, this is. I have a question. What's up? This uh, when I looked up your. Um, because I was going to, we we uh, went on a road trip to a national park, and I was like, well, time for some podcasts. Uh, and then I found yours. You have, like, this is the second life of this podcast. It is, It yes. started over again. What mm-hmm. was the first life all about? Uh, that was ooh, a couple years ago. And the, for- uh, the format of that was, it was like I would have people on, and then I would have it was switched between me and Marie and my friend Alex and then a guest or whatever, um, but it it went for a while and then it kind of like I just kind of well at the time also I was editing it and I was like I'm sick of editing these so I stopped. I very recently shout out to Jay hired an editor. Uh, I went for years editing all my stuff on my own uh, wow. and only like. Two months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hire an editor because why not pay somebody to do the shit I don't like doing? Uh, It's been a huge help. Like, like, you know, and as a result, I was like, okay, um, now that actually I haven't talked about more stuff. I haven't talked about this maybe. And I won't say with who Uh, there was supposed to be before COVID a podcast deal where I was going they were a company was going to produce a podcast for me with full video a crew and everything uh video podcast it was going to be a video you could get the audio version too but it was going to be filmed like actually filmed with a crew uh and then covid happened and oh and, yeah that's... and then it completely uh just didn't happen uh like we had we were we were literally i think we had just had like the meeting in march okay well we've pretty much got everything settled and uh yeah looking forward to to potentially shooting in april and then uh this happened and then everything Probably. went to shit 
Uh, and but so, in the back of your head, you were like, a podcast would be fun. Well, I think in my mind, um, the idea of a podcast was always fun because, uh, yeah, you know, it's just fun to like talk to people and people get a kick out of it. Uh, but I hate editing it. But then when I hired yes. my editor, uh, Jay, I was like, now I can like bring back things. Well, first off, I got like official notification that 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 whole thing is dead. It's not happening. And I was like, okay, oh. <laughs> okay, that's not happening. Cool. So now I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this myself. Then it's not gonna be filmed. Uh, it's gonna be very casual, but it's gonna be fun. And it's actually been extremely fun. Like, uh, I've had a great time. Like, getting to first off, getting to know people I like didn't know that well, and then like. Oftentimes, with people I do know, it's just fun to talk to them because they're my friends. But yeah. also, sometimes things come up where it's like, "Yeah, we've never talked about this before." Like even in this one, we've, you know, we've never. I don't think we've ever like asked like, "Oh, how was this?" or like, "How long are your?" Se-? You know, we don't really really talk about that that often. That's true. Yeah, we we're usually discussing the rules of the board game that we're <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it, it's it's fun, and uh, yeah, I decided to do it and. Maybe like, and it's this is the version 2.0. Uh, and nice. I decided, okay, in this version, I'm just gonna have like no like recurring co hosts, just like different guests each time. And then, as my plan for it is, as time goes on, and I mentioned this just to you before the podcast, I would like to have people on back and just like, hey, like this time I'll have Ray and so and so or. You know, this person and this person, and we'll talk about this topic, or, or hey, we'll just, I just want to see what it's like with these three people, you know, exactly. Talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just an excuse. Like, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I did before, but when I did, I was always like, man, it would be so cool because, you know, some of these podcasts have been going for hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and it's like, it would be cool to have a record. Oh just, my god! I know exactly what you're talking right? about. Right? Yes. So, so it's like and go back shit. and be like, "This was my life in 2024." Five years from days. now or whatever, I can listen before back. the explosion. Yeah, I can listen back to uh, <laughs> before the the second COVID. Oh god, don't let's yeah. not bring that up. But like, <laughs> uh, I can go back to this time and hey, this is when me and Ray just what were we talking about back then? Oh shit, we were talking about this, and he was referring to this, or you know, like you know, just like. Yes. Things like that. It's it's cool to have, like sort of a history, and because I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but the pe- people who keep journals, I'm like, I wish I had the patience, yeah, to like keep a journal because having a log of what you did every day or whatever, that's so cool. I used to have that with Live Journal back in the day, right? You would, yeah. I would like I can see like. I I had a real angry angsty day on 2003 this <laughs> this day like it's you know uh whereas uh as an adult it's like man there are weeks of my life I just I don't I don't know it's hard because uh, uh you uh you start to lose track of what a year is exactly uh, as an adult where you're like what was the difference between 2017 and 2018? I don't remember exactly what I was doing. Right, uh, and that sucks that you lose a year. Yeah. Um. But uh. But if you can go back and listen to stuff, you know what I actually started doing. What's up? Uh, my goal is to do by the end of this year. 
because we all take pictures with these newfangled inventions called the cellular phone. Sure. And they all go into Mr. Cloud, and you don't look at them ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe to do a post. Okay. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to post about the thing that I did. But, uh... Like, I realized I had 10 years of Google Photos just hanging out there that I'd never looked at and gone mm. through. So what I'm doing is I'm going through every single photo, de deleting, culling all the bad ones, and then I'm going to print all of them out and then delete them off the cloud. Wow. So that way I have just an old-fashioned but one that I'll actually look at photo album where it's like, this was my decade. This was all the things that happened. Um, I I just think that that's because when they're on the cloud, I, I don't know. I'm just speaking for myself. Um, but do you go into Google Photos or Apple Photo and, and see what other years were? The only version of this I do <clears throat> the is uh, the only good thing about Facebook for me is uh, that – I can literally go and see every photo I'm in or go back to photo albums or whatever. So in that case, I have gone through and scrolled through like memories or whatever. Um, but, gotcha. it's, but it's still a clumsy way of doing it. Like, and it has all of the photos rather than the good ones, which I, which yes, yes, and so was the thing for me. Yeah, no, I think what you're, that's really fucking cool. Cause I miss photo albums. Like, uh, yeah, I love looking through like my family's old, you know, me as a kid or whatever. And then, yeah, after a certain point, after, um, you know, uh, it was digital and then, you know, phones now, people don't print photos anymore. Only if it's like a yeah. really special occasion. Uh, yeah, but there are some images that just make you really happy every time you see them, but they're not in front of you. Right. You have to l remember to look for them. Um so Google does have a service. You can print them directly from the app. So I'm just going to just do it. Print print like 500 and then be done and then say that that's a decade. There you go. Damn. And that's that's going to be – are you going to put them in like a nice album or are you just going to have them? I'm going to throw them away. Mm, um, in the fire. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I There is something nice about an album. There's also something nice about just stacks of photos. Sure. I like going through stacks. I don't know why. Uh, probably Julia wouldn't like that very much. But uh, <laughs> I just like I, I like stacks of photos. I think they're fun. It's like collectible um, so cards of your album. life. Yeah. yeah, and you and you don't know what the next one's gonna be. It's like you you mm. there's a fun there like with an album you see like eight or ten at a time sure, as you sure. flip the page. But I like just going one after the other. It's kind of, that's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, now, uh, one last thing. I'm gonna just let you. If is there any topic last topic you'd like to bring up or a question for me or anything you would like to do or ask uh, as the as the final topic of conversation. Was there any, I think I remember there was one, the, there was the thing that got a lot of likes uh, for from Twitter. It was the uh, Final Fantasy question. Something about a campfire. Gotta at least do that. Campfire scene, what's the question? What was it like? What is it, did you, were you actually on fire? Let me look it up for you. Uh, where you have not played Final Fantasy 15. No, I have not. Not yet. Uh, it's a. It's. A, I think it's actually a pretty damn good game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I hear it's fun. Uh, yeah. 
It, why are you in it or something? Or, uh, I played. Uh, I was the narrator. Got it. Uh, I had a couple lines. Let me find uh, this question for you. Uh, <clears throat> just, I want to hear your thoughts on the campfire scene. Uh, it was impactful. I'd love to know more about what you have done to emotionally prepare to voice it, as how as well as how you felt it turned out in the final. Part. Oh man, uh, yeah. I think I obviously I think it turned out really really well. Uh, so much. Of the credit goes to Keith Farley and Dan Inouye, who um, uh, were director and writer, respectively. Um, that we recorded that game in order, which almost wow. never happens. Okay. Um, and like to be able to say goodbye when I was actually saying goodbye to everybody was really already emotionally impactful. Because mm. um, I'm that was my first Final Fantasy was my first union video game where you're in a studio because I did a lot of, you know, voice one, two, three video games and stuff like that. That was your first union prior. video game? <laughs> Damn. That was my first union Damn, video son game. Of you. <laughs> no biggie. Uh, Just the lead no in biggie. Final Fantasy. It was wild. Um, and uh, so, like, how I had to... Keith said this, too. Like, he saw how the four of us changed um, over the three years that we were recording so much. I mean, it's... There's never a. There are so few opportunities in this industry where you get to work with the same people for years, um, and uh, especially since me, Robbie, Adam, and Chris, none of us had like had an experience like that before mm. um, with something of that magnitude, and like uh, how nervous I was when I first started out, and um, uh, so little that I knew even about the series. Like uh, I grew mm. up playing the wrong Final Fantasies, Final Fantasy Legend one, two, and three, mm. um, and so I. I hadn't. I was unfamiliar with the with uh, the the source material, and so I played all of the Final Fantasies as I worked on the role um, to be more familiar with it. Um, how I change, how that changed my confidence with the character. How um, I mean, my my journey was very much like Noctis's, where I was I was growing up with him, and so it culminating in one amazing emotional scene. Uh, is so rare for video games um, and is so rare to have uh, real vulnerability in a game and not just kind of uh, a lot of video games try to be movies, um, but mm. they like they'll just paste on emotion. Yeah. Whereas I feel like what Final Fantasy did, you can say whatever you want about gameplay and stuff that, that a lot of stuff was grafted on, but I think what it did organically was tell a real good organic story that resonated with people, and that's really hard to do with a video game. Is mm. is have that feeling of uh, of of it happening in real time, and you can emote with the characters. Yeah, yeah. How long? How long was that? Like, how long did it take to record the that game? Uh, I think three years in total. I think it was about wow. two years. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell. Like, there was the demo which was about five sessions or so. Um, and then I was uh, asked to be recast um, because I sounded too much like Gladio. And uh, Keith Farley went to bat for me, which never happens in this industry that they say. Oh, you were almost recast. Re-audition. Wow. Yeah, I was, uh, they, um, I was, uh, I had a much deeper voice because we didn't know exactly how old or how badass Noctis was going to be. Mm. So uh, we did that. We did like a higher pitch voice and then we were like, no, let's do the more Duke nukem voice. Mm. Um, and then it ended up just sounding like Gladio. And so Japan said, please find a new actor. Wow. And um, Keith, um, 
Keith said, no, Ray can absolutely do a younger voice. Give him a shot. Yeah. Um, and so it was a month-long recasting, re-auditioning process where I was just absolutely crestfallen. Um, Damn. Because I also, I was in Fallout 4 as a pretty big character, and that one I had... Uh, my my character was cut, and I found out that same month wow. from the director that like, ah, uh, you're not going to be in Fallout 4. And I was like, what? Mm. I lost everything. Um, so uh, that w- I, 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 just the most gratitude for Keith uh, being able to to um, to re-audition. It never ever ever happens. Yeah, no, that's a that's quite a, like a, a gesture. Like that is like yeah. very kind. That's- and and that I guess the the reason I was talking about that was so that was uh, about a year of doing the demo and then re-auditioning and then we worked on the game proper for a year straight mm. and then the game came out and then we had about a year oh that's DLC DLC yeah 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 lots of DLC for that game and lots of random Assassin's Creed uh, <laughs> DLC you're in a we uh, what on fighting, you're in a fighting game what, which one is it is it Tekken oh I'm not in that uh, Tekken I'm not in it it's, only, it's Japanese only oh what alas yeah, it sucks. That's bullshit. Um, All right. It, it is. Uh, it's very sad. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, lots of crossover stuff, lots of random one-off uh, promotional things. Like I did an Uber ad. There was a, uh, uh, there was a uh, trailer which showed the world of EOS mm. um, in Ubers when they took over Seattle for some gaming convention. Mm. Um, and uh, I, they had me re-record some stuff for that trailer that played in the taxi cab. So, like, lots of random little things, which was really, really fun. But uh, it had to end sometime, and it ended with um, the Final Fantasy XIV crossover where uh, my wife got to play Gerudo, which was awesome. Uh, my very last session was with her. That's nice. Uh, that was the best thing ever, yeah. Damn. First union video game job, and it's fucking not this. Yes, yeah, but the, but this but so many things happened in between. Sure, no, no, so, no, no, yeah, yeah. so long, yeah. But I mean, um, and I might have been actually. I do have I have this open because I just uh, updated it. Let me see what my first what my actual one is. Here's all of the work that I've ever done, all in one. Uh, I have one Google Drive spreadsheet called Quest, uh, and it's everything it starts on. It starts in 2011. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. What do you mean, Quest? This is your own personal document? This is my own. I made this uh, document, I guess, in March of 2011 where I, I um, keep track of every single session, every single unique session that I do. Not every session that I do, but every every unique. Like every role you've, every every job you've done. Every role, every job, uh, who cast me, who the director was, who the engineer was, who was in on it, where the production, all that sort of stuff. Because that stuff really, it comes it comes back. Like it, it's like sometimes you you um, you want to remember oh, what, did we work together on this? And then mm-hmm. you find out that you did and you can go back. Um, so it was not my first union session, but my, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, I have I think this is a great thing to end on because so do have you talked about this document before? Do people? I think I've ta- I think I've talked about it. Uh, okay. Rarely have I had it in front of me so I could immediately answer questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Oceanhorn was in 2013. That was a voice one two three that I got uh, to be union, but I did on my uh, home studio. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, look at this. I mean, this is the weird thing. Yeah. Here's a great thing to end on. Sure. 
<laughs> is this a good thing to end on? Well, what's up? I don't know. One of the weirdest sessions that I ever did. This was my first. This was my first one. 2013. Fallout 4 was 2014. Mm. Final Fantasy 15 demo was October 13th, 2014. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, this is the same, almost the same year. But this was uh, for Star Wars The Old Republic. I was pitched from my agent. They needed another, they needed a young guy mm. uh, to play the role of Red 2. Okay. Uh, in this like trailer where they were announcing new stuff mm. for it. I don't know anything about Star Wars The Old Republic, but it was a, um, it's crazy. It's the craziest session ever. Um, it was at like Lime Studios or someplace fancy in Santa Monica, and it was a group record, mm. which for video games never happened. Right. And uh, I was even more awkward looking than I am now. Uh, and uh, the people I walked in on, I didn't know any of them, mm -hmm. but they were all really comfortable with each other mm. um, and like knew each other. And now I know it's like, that's just what happens when you know people sure, for so long. Sure, sure, sure. But they were like talking up and just so comfortable and cracking jokes and asking about their kids and mm. who knows. And it was a stacked room. I sat next to a man named Troy, Troycifer Baker. Mm. Uh, he sat next to a man named J.B. Blanc. Wow. He sat next to a lady named Cree Summers and the director Ooh. was Dara O'Farrell. Okay. Um, which was insane. And I did a horrible job, and I was very awkward, and I didn't talk to anybody, <sighs> and uh, it was it was absolutely a travesty of a session. <laughs> oh, no. uh, but that was my very first in-person union big deal thing. Okay. Uh, okay. For a trailer for Star Wars: The Old Republic, and uh, it went uh, really badly for me. And I didn't work with. Uh, Let's see when the next time I worked with Dara was. Uh, let's let's go and uh, and go all the way to uh, a game called uh, Sekiro that filmed in uh, 2018. Mm. That was five years later. So here's <laughs> the thing. I think this is a great way to end or like kind of like touch end on my career. No, 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 no. Because look at how far you've come, man. Yes, that's the yes. thing. Now I hate. I do lots of sessions with JB Blanc. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's like he's uh, he's. I work with him a lot on stuff. Uh, he's all fantastic. Yeah, like you, you, you know, uh, in going in, you, yeah. I, I when I went into my first union thing, I was terrified. I was like, I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah, I'm gonna completely fuck it up. And so, like, you know, now, you know, seeing where you've come, like that's that's a great and I love. That you have this document, like uh, this document has saved my life. I highly recommend to anyone going into voice acting, keep track of who cast you and stuff, mm, uh, mm, so you can thank them. Keep track of uh, who, what the engineer's name was, because mm, uh, you'll work with all of them all over again. Yes. Um, it's really, really good. I even have it color coded, whether it's a video game or anime oh. or promo, um, all sorts of stuff. And then you can really see, like. Sometimes things take a long time, and it helps because there sure are a lot of things that have never come out, and you look at it and then go, oh, yeah, I worked on that for a long time, and it's just never coming out. Oh, well. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's actually really good advice. And, you know, we, we were talking about something earlier where, um, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of voice actors forget a lot of the roles they've done 
But you literally have a document to make sure you don't yes. do that. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's it's totally worth Man, it. Man. I I love that. Well, Thank you very much uh, for joining me, man. This was great. Uh, I definitely want to have you back on in the future. Uh, where can uh, people find you? You can find me at Ray Chase on Twitter, and that's about it. Cool. I don't have much else. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks, ProZD. Okay, fuck you. <laughs>